Listener supported. WNYC Studios. I'm Carrie Nolan. It's Monday, September 19th, and time for WQXR's Washington Report Online. Joining us now, as he does every Monday, is David Sanger, Chief Washington Correspondent for The New York Times. Good morning, David. Morning, Carrie. David, President Obama is going to announce today that he wants to pay for his proposed jobs plan in part by raising taxes on those who make a million dollars or more. He's calling it the Buffett tax because billionaire investor Warren Buffett has said there's no reason he should be paying a lower tax rate than his secretary does. Does this argument have a prayer? It doesn't have a prayer with the Republicans uh, in the House of Representatives, but it may have a prayer with the electorate, and that's really what's going on here. The president is using this to begin to try to define himself versus his Republican opponent, whoever that will, will turn out to be. And by embracing Buffett, he is embracing the argument that there is no reason that large investors who make more than a million dollars a year should be paying basically a 15% tax on what they bring in from hedge funds and uh, capital gains and so forth, rather than the higher tax rate that's paid on ordinary income. Uh, And this is an argument that that Buffett himself has made and at moments uh, has appeared with the president uh, to discuss. Uh, So I think the president sees a great potency in this argument. Uh, It's a populist way of trying to go manage what's going to be a very difficult effort to uh, bring down deficits over the long term. The Republicans are already calling this class warfare. Is it? You know, Kerry, I guess it depends on your definition of class warfare. But different tax brackets for different income levels are hardly something new. In fact, uh, it wasn't all that long ago that the U.S. had a number of different tax brackets, including some far higher uh, for millionaires and above than what the president is proposing. And at that time, the phrase uh, class warfare never came up. Uh, But certainly, uh, if you're a Republican trying to make the argument that over time you are penalizing what the Republicans call job creators, those who formulate the the capital and ultimately hire, then I, I guess you could define it that way. President Obama will be in New York this week, fouling up traffic and trying to unfoul the Middle East. His biggest headache is that the Palestinians are going to seek a vote on statehood, which Israel has been opposing. Is there any way for President Obama to delay this vote? Well, the president had hoped that the way to delay this vote was to get real uh, Israeli and Palestinian talks going uh, in the months leading up to this. That did not happen. And uh, now you've seen that... uh, that the Palestinians are coming with a fairly large delegation. And clearly, if they seek some kind of status or recognition in the General Assembly, it's going to pass overwhelmingly. What the president's trying to avoid is having this come to the Security Council, where the president would have to choose between vetoing the bill to support uh, a close ally in Israel, but also appearing to the Arab world in the midst of this uh, remarkable Arab awakening to be opposing a two-state solution, which President Obama, like President Bush before him, and President Clinton before him, have all embraced as the ultimate uh, solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So it's really a no-win situation for the United States. Let's talk about Yemen. More than 50 protesters have been killed over the last two days, yet no one is talking about the kind of action the U.S. and NATO took in Libya. How come? 
Well, the reason is that uh, in Yemen, another tribal uh, country that uh, is really has long been under Saudi influence, the concern that the United States has is simply one of trying to keep al-Qaeda and its affiliates from being able to act against the U.S. from Yemeni territory. And the Europeans, who of course had a great interest in Libya, have almost no interest in Yemen uh, as well. So uh, in this case, I think you're going to see President Obama simply hang back and attempt to conduct a counterterrorism strategy, including the use of predators and so forth. But I don't think you're going to see the United States get into the middle of uh, the question over who's going to rule Yemen. It's never been a place with any particular democratic traditions. It has not had the kind of... um, uprising against a single leader that you saw in Libya. Uh, Yemen's leader is already recovering in a hospital in uh, Saudi Arabia. And it's very possible that the place could just descend into chaos, and I don't think you're going to see the West step in. Thanks a lot, David. Thank you. New York Times Chief Washington Correspondent David Sanger. I'm Carrie Nolan, and that's The Washington Report on Classical 105.9 FM WQXR.